Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Shred MX Shop Talk. I'm Phil Harris, and uh, I'm joined here with my wife. Hey guys, I'm Ashley Harris. Uh, we're using this channel to talk about all things moto. So that's fitness and nutrition, injury prevention and maintenance, local races that we do, amateur nationals, pro events, current happenings in the sport, and really just everything in between. So. We actually are just wrapping up a weekend of racing at Summit Indoor. So for those of you that don't know, that's our local um, indoor series here in Ohio. It's held at the Summit County Fairgrounds and is part of Viva Ohio MX. So uh, we actually had a really great time. So Phil, tell me a little bit. We practiced Thursday, and that went pretty well, don't you think? Yeah, we. Uh, I guess you'd call it the weekend. Started off on Thursday for us with practice, and... And then uh, we rolled into Friday, and it, it wouldn't be Summit if it wasn't nice and cold and snowy. It never fails. And, you know, this next weekend after, it's going to be warm, of course. But, uh, you know, we took it as is. We made our way over there, and uh, we did some racing Friday and Saturday night. And, yeah, it was, it was a killer weekend uh, all around. We both rode really well, and uh, I, I couldn't for, ask for a, a better weekend. It was, it was a blast. Yeah, me either. And they were actually calling for snowmageddon, so I think the turnout was a little low from like a spectator uh, standpoint, but I do think we got quite a bit of riders, um, which is a good time, but it was like maybe 15 degrees both days. It was cold. <laughs> yeah, roughly. Uh, maybe maybe Friday it was a little warmer during the day, but at night, yeah, both nights, but it was quite chilly. Not bad in the building once you got racing and stuff, but uh, overall, yeah, a cold weekend. But uh we bundled up and we we handled it. <laughs> yeah. So our friends that are in southern states, like you guys have no idea. When you guys are posting right now that like Phil, you just told me you saw someone in Florida saying, Oh, it's cold. They were riding at PAX today and they had a hoodie on and I was like, uh no, you don't know cold until you've raced indoors when it's literally fifteen degrees. But it's all good. We like it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do something up here in, in Ohio. Gotta keep uh keep the bodies moving, might as well go racing. Yeah, exactly. It's a good time. Chasing so. that adrenaline rush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Phil, everyone keeps asking you and asking me too, but we'll get into that in a minute. How are you loving the Hondas? Oh, the Honda's been an awesome, awesome switch up. Um, I'm actually super glad I did it. It was just, uh, it was just time for something new, something to spark that uh, interest and excitement again. And it's been the right move this weekend, really showed me that uh, I made the right move for myself and I, I picked up, <laughs> we picked up a 250F last, uh, last Friday. I rode the thing bone stock, put some handlebars on it, but other than that, rode her bone stock at Summit and killed it this weekend. I went two, I took second both night into the 250A and uh, took a fourth Friday night and a third uh, last night on Saturday and I mean, I, I was ripping on the thing. I felt so good. I felt glued to the track and like I could just keep pushing it. And then unfortunately I pushed a little too much, lost the front end trying to get the lead in that open A moto. <laughs> Got to see some of your friends over the weekend too though, race with some of your friends, right? Oh yeah, I've seen a ton of people and uh, got to catch up with some uh, local friends and uh, some, some friends from uh, the past and uh, got to see old Darren Durham this weekend and it, it's pretty cool. I, it was nice to catch up with them. Uh, we used to race 80s together years ago, and <laughs> it seems like now um, in PA, and 
so it was cool, you know, catch up with some of those guys and, you know, more recent friends and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was just an overall killer weekend, just seeing everyone racing against everyone, having some good battles with those guys. Uh, it was a, even a wild <laughs> ender to the weekend with the old dash for cash. Uh, we uh, had a little scrapper right off the, the first lap, uh, got into Darren a little hard, and, and then he lost front brakes, and he piled drove me in the next corner and we got up and had a nice hug in the middle of the corner it was it was quite hilarious but it was a fun time yeah it looked like from a spectator point of view because i was standing right there it looked like a really bad takeout move and then like you two got up and i didn't know like is there about to be like a brawl like what do we got going on and then yeah darren ran over and gave you a hug which was kind of hilarious but then come to find out in the pits later that Phil tells me, oh yeah, I hit him pretty hard, and Darren's over there looking at his bike, and his front rotor is bent from Phil, which is what caused the lack of front brakes. So Phil brought it on himself at the end of the day, which is kind of funny, but uh, all is good. Little little bruising on the elbow, but you're good. Yeah, we're we're good today. Puffy elbow, but it'll go away. It's just typical racing. <laughs> normal normal road rash. So I know like, you know, we've talked about it quite a bit, but your heat races were ten laps each. You did two heats. Um, both nights, obviously 250A and 450A, and then your main events were 15 laps. So you talked to me a lot about this, but how did you feel like, like when you were in the middle of those? Because those were intense races, intense battles you were having. Oh yeah, we were battling the whole time, but um, like I told you over the weekend, and I'm not, you know, this is just straight honesty, is I, I feel night and day better, just even from last year. Like I rode well last year, and I had pretty good pace and stuff, but man, like halfway through those mains, I'd be cooked on like a 15 lapper and I'd just be hanging on and I'd be breathing heavy. But you know, this year, like I got through those 15 lap mains and we're sitting there for the interviews and I was barely winded. And it's just a huge statement to, you know, the fitness and stuff that we've put in, I've put in and you know, it, it's huge, you know, so any of you guys out there listening, you know, like, come on, you know, if you want to make a change, let's, let's do this. Come on to shred. Let's, let's help you guys out. It's helped me out huge. Like, I, I mean, outside of like injuries and everything else, like it's helped me step up my riding without like, even like thinking about that's what it was going to do. I just was, I really started honestly to better my day-to-day life and it's helped out everything so and I think too like what a lot of people don't realize with the pace that you guys can run is like I've watched some of the guys out there running a fast pace but they're loose and out of control which to me you know looks like they're kind of riding over their head to run that pace versus watching you racing all weekend you're at like a like you're pushing it don't get me wrong like you're riding aggressive and everything but you're riding a very manageable pace, like one that you could continue for probably another 10 laps when, when the moto is done, which limits mistakes. So like your fitness is, is huge in being, being able to maintain a pace like that. No, oh, without a doubt. I mean, like I said, without the fitness that I have this year, uh, it would, I would have been in the same situation I was last season. Like I would have been gassing out and everything. So, I mean, I, last year about this time was when I was starting to get heavy into it and doing it you know on a consistent basis now here we are a full year later and I mean I've talked to you a bunch about it like watching the pros and everything not 
understanding how like these guys sometimes they have such a they call like a built up base of like fitness and everything that when they're riding that they can sometimes have a lead or whatever it may be and they can manage and then pick it up or whatever they need to do and I never understood that but here we are like a year later and I can honestly say like I feel like I have that like I can ride at a high pace like that in control and at times still feel like I could I could give it more if I if I needed to and do it that whole for the whole moto yeah that's important running that class for sure yeah so one thing I feel like too a lot of people think I mean yes we love dirt bikes that's our life but we both have jobs so like even though we talk a lot about fitness and dirt bikes like we both work so like fitting it into our schedules like if you make excuses that you can't fit it in that's all you're ever going to do is make excuses like we get up at 4.30 in the mornings on the days you have to go to work so that we can get the shit done before work that we need to get done and then go to work and, and make our money so that we can play, right? Like, it's not, like, we aren't all dirt bikes and fun and fitness and nutrition. Like, we also have to make money. And I think some people, it's easy to, to look at us from the outside looking in and be like, oh, that's probably just their life. Like, it's not. I would love for it to be, but we're both hustling. Oh, yeah. I mean, still got to get up and go to work every day. And like you said, getting up at 430, I, I am far from a morning person. But on those days that, you know, I got to go to work, I, I do get up early. And it's not the longest workout, but I still get, get my work in. And I like to get it done in the morning. I don't, <laughs> I'm not a big fan either of coming home, you know, you're like, you're on your way home. You're like, oh, excited that you're off work. And then. You're like, oh man, I still got, I still got to work out. Like, that's the last thing I want to do after I just got off work. Like, I'm ready to go hang out or do whatever. So I, I like to get it done, even, even though I'm a morning person. I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I, sometimes I'm down there just one eye open, like just trying to get it done. But you know, I'm still putting in the work. So. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Like, like, there's never a convenient time to get that type of stuff done. You just have to commit to it and suck it up and do it. And I try to explain that to people. Um, so, yeah, that's that's something, you know, I've, I've talked to Phil a lot about. Like, yes, I write the workout programs. Yes, he's my husband. But at the end of the day, I can write him the best workout possible. But if he doesn't do it, that's on him. He's down there putting in the work. He's got to do that. And he's seen the benefits for sure in his racing, which is is incredible and obviously makes you want to keep pushing oh without a doubt it's just see where we can go from here keep climbing keep building and yeah sky's the limit all right though but we got to talk <laughs> about this near death that you had in, oh, the, in yeah. yesterday <laughs> racing oh man i hope uh i hope a good handful of people have seen that and I've seen a video, so one video of it so far, but yeah, we, uh, <laughs> yesterday, Saturday night, we pulled a killer hole shot in the first heat race of, I think it was 250A, and they had a little split lane right off the start, and I come out of the first turn, went inside, did the little roller hump, and gave her a handful to do the next double, and I got a uh, full traction, and we wheelied over the lip and went to indonesia and i thought i was done right there and somehow we uh 
rode through it and still jumped the next part of the section a little squirrely and rode through that and got into the second corner about I think about fourth position somehow but yeah it was uh it was a little hairy for for a few seconds there but uh we managed it and kept the heart rate low and kept pushing forward. So one thing too that like I know you told me that saves you in those which I've really had to learn in my riding is staying loose on the bike in the air when that stuff happens like when you're getting a little out of shape it's like natural to want to stiffen up and tighten up like oh crap like I'm going over or the bike's way too far sideways like you want to stiffen up and like be scared but in that instance you told me that you didn't. No I just kind of loosened up and Tried to actually like lean back, try to force the weight back a little bit. So as the front wheel did catch the the second jump of the double, it, it kind of rode through it and said just like me getting stiff and naturally going forward with the bike and then hitting and it, it completely pile driving it. It kind of kept all the weight back and I kept loose and that I feel like that allowed the bike to take more of it than for it to send me and the bike forward and over. So yeah, it kind of saved me because of that. Yeah, and I've watched you save so many things like over the years, we've been together for 12 years. So like I've watched you riding for all these years and I've watched you save so many things that like I've told you before, like if that happened to me, I'd be laying on the ground on the other side for sure. Like I've just watched you save them. And like I've learned over this time that it's not that pro riders don't make mistakes it's it's not that like you guys are these perfect riders but you know how to correct for them you know how to save them because you're so comfortable on your bike you've you know put in the time you've got like just the correct body language on the bike and the ability to to bring it back when it does get a little hairy not always things happen obviously you know had your fair share of injuries obviously but um yeah just just watching you be able to to manipulate the bike the way you do sometimes is insane <laughs> yeah it's it's taken a long time to learn that stuff though I mean learn that it's better to stay loose in situations and and not stiffen up when the bike kicks all awkwardly uh, and I will say too a lot of that being able to correct this stuff comes along with good form and everything too it you ride with bad form and you get out of control, it makes it even harder to control it. And I will say, um, you know, with Moto too, in those situations, it's, it's a lot like where your eyes are looking. So if you can, even if you get a little crooked, if you can keep your eyes looking out ahead of you and not straight down or anything like that, and you kind of stay on the gas, it, a lot of times it, it'll straighten you out. But it is learning to kind of ride with uh, what it's giving you sometimes and that's one thing we actually talked about too about this weekend with my racing so I race the women's class both nights um, usually I only race Friday night because the schedule starts a little later we can show up at 5 30 um, and do like practice and then mains right after but on Saturday they start the amateurs at it used to be 11 o'clock so for me to have to be there at 11 and none of the pro stuff starts until 5 30 it's it makes for a long day uh, Viva actually bumped it back a couple hours this year and I had so much freaking fun on Friday and enjoyed myself that I was like we woke up Saturday morning it was like 10 30 I'm like I think I want to race again tonight so everything was still in the trailer we just loaded up and left again but that was one thing we talked about because you know it, it's funny you know just like any indoor track there's a little catapult it's a decent sized catapult jump 
no problem hitting that, but a couple of the littler rhythm sections I was struggling with because they were right out of turns. And one thing we talked about was my eyes. So coming up to that catapult, I know that's a big jump. So coming through the corner, halfway through the corner, I already had my head turned looking at the jump, like prepared to hit it. So it was no problem to hit it versus those smaller rhythm sections. I was like fumbling around in the corner because the, the lines were a little bit like chewed up. So I'm like looking too much down in front of me and not, you know, like following my head through the corner enough. So by the time I looked at the rhythm section, I was like damn near on top of it and didn't have enough momentum to hit it. So like it's so it makes me so frustrated sometimes with myself. Like like I super love racing and that's why I, I enjoy continuing to make progress because there's so much progress to be made. But it's so frustrating when like those smaller rhythm sections get me, but I'll go out there and hit the biggest double on the track. Like it, it some sometimes the mental side of it is frustrating. Yeah, it's uh, it can be frustrating to watch sometimes. I don't. Un- yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I know your ability, so sometimes I'm like, what are we doing? You're going to jump the biggest thing on the track, but we're not going to do the smaller stuff. But I get it, though. Indoors are tough. Um, there's not a lot of room for error, uh, <laughs> as I almost found out. But yeah, we uh, survived it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be tough. And indoor jumps aren't always, let's say, perfectly built. So you never know what you're going to get coming off the lips of them sometimes. So. That makes it a, even more challenging. But, yeah, like we were talking, like, always want to keep your eyes ahead. If The more you can visualize the next section and what's coming at you further ahead, it opens up the track more because you're already prepared before you get there. Yeah, for sure. Now, there's a couple of things because, like, we didn't really start, me personally, I didn't really start riding indoors heavily until, like, last year. Now, you have raced, like, pro arena cross stuff, so you have a lot of time on indoor tracks like that, like the peakier jumps, the more technical stuff, and you really excel at it. Yeah, it took me a long time. I was not a fan of indoors when I was a kid. We raced it for a bit when I was young, and then when I got on the big bikes, we got away from it because I just did not like doing it all, so my parents didn't really take me, and then later on in my career, racing pro already, and, like, amateur pro and everything my dad kind of told me he's like yeah i think we should take a run at arena cross so we did a few seasons of it and i had uh had a really good season in there and yeah i really uh i learned to uh ride it well i have to give a big shout out to my buddy chris miller that i grew up racing with he helped me a ton with that he was super good at indoor stuff and enjoyed it and excelled at it and he kind of taught me how to go fast in it and also just have really good like timing and stuff and the more and more I rode it the the better I got at it and yeah we had some good races and that was shoot years ago that was my best season it was like the 07 going into 08 season of uh AMA Amsoil Arena Cross back then but uh yeah fun times I've learned to enjoy it um a lot of you probably seen over the weekend I was racing a 250, uh, 250F, and that's just because I, I purely enjoy riding those a lot more in there. It makes it easier, makes it uh, easier to uh, to me to ride them harder, go faster on them inside. But, uh, yeah, I have a lot of time at riding indoors, and uh, I do truly enjoy riding them nowadays, and 
I like when they're a little bit technical too. Makes you, uh, makes it, you have to think about it a little bit more, a little bit of line selection and everything. So I actually like they had changed the track on Saturday and it opened up options like that. We had a little bit of split lane off the start and um, I mean, everything else was pretty routine after that, but it was cool. I like when they switch it up. Yeah, it was nice. I liked the track better on Friday because I thought that the, the way the split lane was after the catapult, uh, it flowed a little better, the corners, because I could go faster in them. So I felt like, you know, it was more fun for me. Not that the changes were bad by any means. I just felt like more like I could find a flow with the Friday track. So when we got there Saturday and it was changed, I was kind of like, damn it. But um, one thing I did want to mention, you know, you kind of talking about that you did the arena cross and everything like I have always told myself that I am not a good indoor rider. I just said that that's how I am. Like I it always got scared when we went and that was just like this. It would have been 2022 coming into 2023 winter that I was saying that and like you worked with me a ton on making progress on that and like I, it, I actually found working on my skills inside, this was huge, huge, working on my skills indoors translated way more to my riding outdoors than I ever thought possible because there's not a lot of little technical jumps outdoors, but there's enough that when I got better at riding indoors and hitting jumps that were either right out of a corner or coming into a corner and I actually like you know, forced myself to use the front brake, like, <laughs> like these things. So now like I go outdoors riding and okay, there's a couple of jumps like this on, you know, tracks here and there. I feel good on that jump too. And it's like, not even a question to me to jump it. Like, oh, well it's right out of a corner. Like that's fine. I jumped that stuff all indoor season. Like it, it helped so much. And then for me coming into this indoor season, like 23, 24, Right. I told myself, I'm like, you got to stop saying that you're not a good indoor rider because you're just not going to be. If that's what you tell yourself, and I'm such a big believer, you know this, of mindset over, like mind over matter for anything. Your mindset is literally everything. If I tell myself I'm not a good indoor rider, I never will be. Oh, without a doubt. So like get that out of your head, you know, like, <laughs> and, and I did that this year. And I think you would agree that I've made like a ton of improvement, like even with just showing up and hitting the jumps before you have to, to kick me in the butt to do them. Oh, yeah. Hey, your confidence has gone way up this year. And, I mean, even like you were saying, like you felt it helped you last season once we went into outdoors. And I would uh, totally agree with that. Um, you know, outside of just like seat time, it you really learned, like got into learning the indoors and learned like the, I would say, like the rhythm of the track and, and your timing, like just learning to really like downside and catch the, the transitions correctly. And I feel like that translated big on outdoors. Like <laughs> you're always like kind of bad for a long time at like kind of case and stuff. And I always would push you to not. And then like, I feel from getting your skills up from indoors last year and like really taking a stride at trying to better yourself indoors. Yeah, it did translate into you then having better timing and now you're I feel a, a, like night and day smoother on your jumping and cornering and everything outside just from pushing yourself to have more rhythm and be smooth 
indoors. Yeah, and let me tell you how much nicer it is to catch the transition of a landing and not bounce off the top of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in either situation, your suspension's working, but I mean, if you land smoothly, you and the bike are taking a lot less force. Yeah, it feels a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> it's easier on the joints. Yeah, and I, I'll joke sometimes that I'm like a professional caser. Like, I can case pretty much anything and, and, and be okay. Like, you've seen me case some stuff, you're like, what is going? <laughs> but anyways, like, if I can avoid that, like, all the better, you know? Like, indoors, you don't have the room to case stuff and bounce off the end of it like you do outdoors. So you really shouldn't, like count on that saving you like i don't want to be a professional caser no you yeah indoors there's like almost zero room for error so the smoother you can be and the less casing you can do the better off you're gonna be yeah exactly so just kind of like for me learning that and like i love watching you ride and race because I, although i will say this does not come without its frustration for all of you people listening that Phil is the level of rider he is and I'm the level of rider that I'm at because I can watch him go out there and shred and like he's the pers person I'm focused on like shredding around the track hitting these lines cool and like I take videos and other people take videos and pictures of him and then like I, I give myself credit that like I am a, a, a pretty good rider like I am but to watch him and then like watch a video that someone took of me it's like it's seriously like I have to try really hard not to get discouraged because of how good of a rider you are. Like, that's a serious thing. Like, I mean, not to be dumb, but like, I watch you ride all the time and then I'm just still over here, like, struggling to do some of the doubles. Like, sometimes that sucks, but I love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I get told that a lot that I make it look very easy and everything, but I mean, I don't take it for granted because in, in the helmet, for me, it is not always that easy. Uh, some days, yeah, I feel like I can really link everything together and I'm pretty smooth and fluid. Some days, uh, it may still appear that way to everyone, but in the helmet it is a little bit, uh, it's, some days it's a little bit forced and I'm fighting it a little bit. So, um, we all have our days, uh, even us in pro class, you know, we're not always hitting everything perfect or feel perfect uh even if it might look like it you know we have our off days too so um i i do appreciate it though like when everyone comes up and does give me the compliments on my riding or you know you you always are pumping me up about my riding because i'm not always great at having uh the utmost confidence in myself but i've gotten better and i appreciate you always being there for me for that too so yeah course it was cool too like um there was a couple little kids you can tell tell what'd you get to do no it was it was super cool it made it kind of made my night uh uh you know i'm 35 now like i'm still racing like local pro like i never really did big pro stuff outside of the ama arena cross but um i got to uh sign a couple kids uh a t-shirt and a hat over the weekend and it, it was just really neat like I, I don't get asked that stuff too much so it it was nice like I remember being that young kid when I was real young going to Summit indoors and racing and stuff and then watching the pros and and then wanting their autographs so it, it was cool to be on the other side of that and 
and kind of make their day. So yeah, it was it was nice. It, it was cute. Yeah, they were little kids and they were like looking at him all like starry eyed, and I'm standing back there, and they're so excited just to get to, you know his autograph, and it was it was fun to watch. It was a really cute moment, for sure. Um, so yeah, I guess like with Summit, we both had a great weekend. I won the women's class both nights, even with struggling through some of the rhythm sections. Um, but man, like I've just been I've been loving riding like. And now that we've got you the new Hondas, like, which I want to say it was not intentional that we got two new bikes that quickly. But when Phil told me that he was like really loving the Honda, okay, so we'll talk about this for a minute because I keep getting asked, <laughs> when am I getting a Honda? I'm, I am, am not committed to, to getting a Honda. However, when you first got that 450, we took it up to Super Coops, Super Coops and I rode it. And I explained this to a couple people, but okay, so I rode his other 450s before, and I actually like them in the sand especially, because you can crack the throttle and man, they go. Like, no, that. Yeah, they'll just float across the sand, especially with you. Yeah. No way down. Yeah, I'm like, this is sick. So I like 450s up there, and I've actually rode it like in some clay too. Like, I, I do kind of, at some tracks, wish that the women were able to race the 450s. Like, I could probably get away with it, but not enough to buy a 450, right? So they, for those of you that don't know, limit the women's class to, they cap us at 250s. Whatever, cool. So I'll ride 450s, Phil. I'll ride Phil's 450 once in a while, just for fun. Like, try it out, you know? So we get the new Honda 450, we go up to Super Coupes, and, you know, I'm, I asked him before I took it out, I'm like, are you cool if I dump it? Like, have you rode it enough now and like scratched up a little bit? Like if I dump it, it's not gonna be a big deal. And he laughs and he says, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so I take it out there and like, I don't carry enough momentum, especially like for any of you local people, Michigan people that have been to Super Coops, you know how deep the sand is up there. For those of you that haven't been there, it's like a, like a beach sand, yeah, like it's it just, deep. It's just a pit, it's endless. It's beautiful though, so fun to ride. Like. You can like just, and, and that's one thing I love about sand. That is a whole nother podcast topic for oh, sure. Yeah. We'll talk about sand. But anyway, it's deep. You can just put the bike anywhere. But on a 450 for me, I don't carry enough momentum, especially on like a little bit of the sharper turns to get through them super well. Like on the other 450, on the Cowie, I would come through them slower than obviously you, much slower than you, but slower. And the bike would want to start to dump in, like tilt into the corner and like put me down. So I was kind of expecting that. That's why I waited until you had rode it a little bit and was like, okay, well, is it okay if I dump it? Cause like, there's a good chance I'm just gonna, I'm gonna drop it, right? Like it's a big bike, okay. Yeah, and probably break a lever. But yeah, That's cause stock levers. Failed. I know, <laughs> I have broken unbreakable levers and they have warrantied them and replaced them. So go ARC, love them, yes. love them. But anyway, um, little, you know, yeah. shout out to them there. Right, number one lover, baby. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> the 450. Get it out there, and like the 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 one corner I came into, and like I could feel myself like going slower than I should have been, and I'm like, okay, well it's not my bike, whatever. And I'm waiting for that like tip in feeling, like you can you you can totally feel when your gravity starts to move from forward to going over, like you're starting to fall over. And for me, my legs are so short that by the time the bike is over and like I can get my foot down to catch myself the bike's too far over and like literally it just falls and I'm standing there because my legs are so short I'm just short so I hit this corner and like I'm expecting that to happen right okay and then the bike just like so I come into this corner and I'm waiting for that feeling I'm like oh like I'm starting to feel like I'm gonna fall 
Well, I just got on the gas because that's how you fix anything on a dirt bike, mostly. Just get on the gas. Yeah, get on the gas and ride it out. Yeah, so I get on the gas. And that Honda, it just steered down. I got on the gas and it came through the corner like... Like butter. Like butter. <laughs> right, like fluid, like it was water. Like I meant to do that. And I'm like, God damn, I wish I did mean to do that, but that was sick. So anyways, I rode it a few more laps, and then I rode it a few more laps, and I came back with this big old smile on my face, and I'm like, man, that's a 450, and I enjoyed it, like, in this deep-ass sand, too. So, so anyways, okay, fast forward, you know, a couple months, we were, like, practicing some indoors, and we knew Summit was coming up this weekend, and literally last Friday, so a week before Summit, Phil says something about, you know, oh, Summit's next weekend. He's like, I like the 450 indoors, but, man, like, I'd like the 250. Like, I just enjoy riding the 250 indoors. And I'm like, I just looked at him, I'm like, go get one, because I want to try it. So right now I'm on a 23KX250, which is actually the 250 that Phil rode and raced indoors last year. We traded in his KX450 and my 22 250 to get him the new Honda 450. Um, so yeah, a big shuffle of bikes. So anyway, we traded in three bikes, because technically we traded in his uh, 110 too to get a 450 and a new 110. Anyway, so now we were down to, get that to new pit bike. Come on. Yeah, the fuel injected one. Yeah. So anyway, now we were down to the new Honda 450 in my 23, which was again Phil's 23 KX250. And I told him I was like, I really want to try a Honda 250. So like we were all about like kind of planning on getting a 250 again for him come springtime, so I could try it mainly. And that way, when you know I'm ready to get a new bike at the end of this year, I could decide whether I wanted to go Cowie again or Honda. Well, then it was like he was talking about wanting a 250 to race indoors. And I'm like, I want to ride it anyway, and it's going to benefit me. Like, let's be real. What's his is mine, and what's mine is mine. That's how marriage works. Of course. <laughs> so anyways, I'm like, let's just go get one. You know, like, what does it matter in the long run? So we went and got it and literally picked it up on Friday from Thrill Point. They have Thrill Point in Medina. Thrill Point Motorsports? Yeah. In Medina. Steven there has hooked us up for every motorcycle we've bought there. And we've bought, I can't tell you how many motorcycles from there in the past couple of years. Oh, man, they got a, they got everything you want in there. Yeah, and he's just super. take care of you. Yeah, super cool guy. And they literally, he's just, he's just a nice guy. Like, this isn't a plug like they sponsor us. They don't. He's just a cool guy. Anyways, throw a point in Medina. So, um, Phil went and picked it up on friday last week and came home swapped the bars so that they were a little bit more comfortable and we literally loaded it up and took it to route 62 which is another local indoor track around here and rode it friday night because yeah i put two sessions on it and then we <laughs> then we headed to summit this thursday to ride and that was the second time i got to get on the bike and yeah just ripped it this weekend I had a good time though bone stock yeah, yeah it was it. it was good it all worked out really well like even for stock suspension, it, it handled really well. Made a couple minor adjustments to it. Um, slowed the shock down a couple clicks and turned the high speed in a little bit. But other than that, uh, overall, it, it worked really well all weekend and it felt amazing. So I was pretty stoked on that. Yeah, and because of the mad rush of getting that thing and only having a few chances to ride it and then him racing it, I haven't got to ride the 250 yet. And with it being indoors, like I'm planning on it, but... The sessions are kind of crazy indoors. Like a lot of times Phil and I end up on the track at the same time, which I can ride his bike, but for him to ride mine, it's not really enjoyable because my suspension is so much softer. So 
just kind of waiting till like an opportunity to try it out when, um, you know, I have just some time to ride it. But anyways, I will not make a decision on what I want going forward until I get to ride this 250. But that is why we got a 250 so quickly is so I could try it too. And there, I, I told you, Phil, that like there's this feeling in my belly that I'm like, I'm going to ride this Honda 250 and I'm going to freaking want one. And I'm supposed to stay on my bike until the end of this year. So that should be interesting, but we'll figure that out when the time comes. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. If anything, I guess uh, if you like it and we can't swing another one, we'll just put you on mine because I probably won't ride it a ton for outdoors. So Yeah, not for outdoors. I did think about that. Um, but especially like just for, although last year you raced your, you started racing your 250 outdoors and you liked it. I did. I did like it. I just found that at certain tracks when I didn't take it everywhere, but when we did take it, when I decided I wanted to race it, it, it was like I found that some tracks I get there, take the 450 out. I'd feel just okay. I get the 250 out. I feel like I was screaming, flying around the track, kind of feeling real good. And then I get back on the 450 and it was like, kind of like it, the 250 showed me where I could be aggressive and push it a little more. And it's like, it almost like translated and made me ride the, the 450 better. It was kind of cool, which was, it was nice. Cause uh, when I was younger, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't go back and forth. It always threw me off and, um, now it was nice it was almost like something i could utilize once in a while if i'm having a hard time on the 450 it's like i can switch back and and ride something that's like feels lighter yeah a little less power or whatever but then it's like i feel like i can ride it a little harder so it kind of shows me where i can i can be aggressive or push it a little more whatever it may be so it, it's nice it was, it was it was fun to ride it yeah, and I think especially one thing that we've talked about is like the way you've utilized the 250 almost like a tool because you can't, so a 450 has so much power, you can be, it's very easy to be lazy on one and still get around the track well. Oh a, yeah, without a doubt. A 250, you can't do that. So you go out there and rip that thing and you got to be on it. And then if you go out there and ride, I'm not saying like that you go out and ride your 450 like you ride your 250 gearing wise, but pushing wise and aggress like aggression it kind of like reminds you to like wake up let's go so like watching you between riding the two like it's definitely apparent to see that you ha find some different like places you can push and stuff on the 450 after riding the 250 because you have to yeah and it, it sometimes it opens up lines that you maybe you didn't think about because like i feel like on the 250 you know you got to keep that a little more rolling momentum like yeah you got to ride them hard but you got to keep that rolling momentum which that type of stuff is what translates to the 450 just that rolling smooth momentum it's like okay well i was using that line and yeah i was like coming through with a lot of speed but it was just good rolling speed so okay i'm gonna use that same line on the 450 now i'm going through there with the same or increased rolling speed now because hey i opened up that line because i rode a different bike yeah makes sense so it yeah it definitely uh it has its good points to it, having both. Yeah. Plus when I need something else to ride. <laughs> yeah, a backup bike like at regionals. Yeah. So I blew a bike up at Redbud and we had Phil's spare 250 there. And I ended up racing that for the rest of the weekend and crashed it multiple times and got ran over on it. But now it's my bike, so it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> it was pre-scratched. Yeah. Thanks to her, but now it's hers, so she can scratch it more. Yeah, yeah. We are <laughs> we are not easy on things, so 
we appreciate for sure all the help that we get from everyone who helps us out and helps our program keep rolling. I do want to give a huge, huge shout out to Vert MX oh, Graphics. Yeah. VertiMex Graphics, you guys are awesome. I dropped um, a ball on that one, guys. If you were at Summit and listened to my interview, I should have thanked them. They've been a huge part of our program. They were there on site, and of course, I forget to thank them. And they busted their butts this week, not only for Summit and everyone else, they also, early in the week, threw some backgrounds together for me in like a day or so. I can't thank those guys enough. They've been taking really good care of us and keeping our bikes up to par, and your boy drops the ball in the interview and forgets them. So, sorry boys, but here we are. We'll give you a little shout out here on the old podcast. Yeah, we appreciate you guys, Jordan and AJ, for sure. I mean, they hook us up um, with our graphics. They've got, you know, the Shred logo all over our stuff. I think our stuff looks super, super good, and the graphics hold up super well, but really just like, I mean, I try to support all of the local companies, and especially when they're the companies are our friends, businesses. Like I love supporting local people um, that support the things that we do. So yeah, I mean, you came off the track. Like it's so, it's so hard. I've never been interviewed as soon as I got off the track. So I have no idea what that's like. I can only imagine. I've barely run into places where I get interviewed. So yeah, it is tough. And you're like kind of trying to think of it on the spot. And of course, I'm, my bike has zero logos on it. So that is no help. So yeah. Yeah, not, not yet. It's literally bone stock brand new. But, um, yeah, maybe next time. We actually got a pit board. So maybe next time I'll hurry up and write them on the pit board so you don't forget <laughs> yeah, it. We're going to need some old cheat sheet. Yeah, something. But yeah. No, I just wanted to thank them. And then, so you got interviewed, too, in the 450 main. And um, announcer guy Todd just, he, I'm sure because you already mentioned your sponsors, he didn't ask you again. So that was kind of a bummer. You didn't get to yeah, mention them. Yeah, I was definitely going to give old bird a shout out and uh they didn't even ask us about sponsors i'm sure they are also probably trying to get the program rolling yeah, through it was like 10 o'clock yeah it was getting night. later <laughs> i mean we didn't get in the door till almost one o'clock in the morning so yeah but if you want to check them out vert mx graphics they are out of ohio uh and like i said they're super nice guys they'll get you what you need quickly they'll get it shipped to you you can probably meet it if you're locals um like near canton areas where they're at pick them up, whatever. They've, they've done whatever we've needed um, and been super nice about it. We also picked up a couple cool new hats from them. I got a beanie. You got a, a cool. Yeah, I got a cool hat. It's a super nice quality. Um, shout out to those guys. And I should say shout out to Jordan because I know he's a hat guy and he puts, I know he put some time into researching those hats, finding some good quality ones for all you guys to buy. I bought myself one over the weekend, got me a red one, you know, to match those Hondas, and they got some sweet leather patch on the front that he pressed on there, and yeah, they are they are top quality. Um, stoked to uh, snatch one of those up. I seen them as soon as he posted on his Instagram that he had them, or I think that's where they are, or something on a story, and uh, I knew I had to scoop one up, so we made sure we stopped over at the old tent and, and got those so yeah if you guys are listening you guys deal with vert or need graphics or whatever go check them out check out their apparel whatever you need they they can help you out with that stuff so um yeah check them out one other thing we got to talk about though is freaking tires 
I don't know how many of you are, so we we've run Dunlops for a long time now. And then they changed the what was it, the thirty three to the thirty yeah. four? Yep. Okay, so I like I notice when a tire is wearing and I notice obviously if it's slippery, but I don't wear a tire out as quickly as Phil does. So they switched over the thirty three to the thirty four and he put a thirty four on um his bike last year and we actually went to the Chili Town thing. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called, but it was where they Classic, the Chili Town oh, Classic. Oh yeah, it was a classic. We went for this super cross night and then I was gonna do moto the next day, but I didn't I made it a handful of laps in practice and knocked myself a little silly. So but yeah, a little I guess I guess this would probably be a little debate with certain people. Um but yeah, we uh threw the thirty fours on there, was a big Dunlop guy for a little while, love the thirty threes, threw the thirty fours on and I can say I'm not a I'm not the biggest fan. Um I struggled with them, and uh, I, I didn't feel like I had that much traction on them. So, yeah, we've been trying some different stuff. Thanks, Thankfully, you know, we got help from uh, Smooth Speed here locally. He, you know, takes care of us for all our tire stuff. Corey, you know, he makes sure he orders them, gets them in for us. He can he mounts them up, everything. He, he takes good care of us. And, yeah, he, uh, we're kind of trying new tires, so... Um, we just picked you up that Michelin that we threw on for over the weekend. Um, you said you, that you liked it. Yeah, it gets good traction, but I noticed like for me, like I'm already rounding off the edges more so like I would expect, and I've only had like what, two or three rides on it. Like I would expect that tire to look like. I think it, it just has summit on it. Yeah. So like the way my tire looks, I would expect it to look like that after you rode it, but so I just don't know that it's going to last as long as I'm hoping it does. But your, I don't know if your 450 came with it, but your 250 has Pirellis on it? Yeah, so it's weird. I don't understand sometimes when bike brands do different stuff. So the 250 has Pirellis on it, the uh, Scorpion MX-32s, and then the 450 has Dunlop 33s on it. So I love those tires, so... I mean, I'm just still rocking those right now in the 450, but yeah, they had Pirellis on there. I wasn't sure what to expect. I've never ran a Pirelli tire in my, my whole career. Um, they felt amazing the first night at, uh, at 62, even when the track was already you know, like a little slick and beat in when we got there that night to ride on Friday. And then over the weekend at Summit, like even in the slick stuff, like I seen some guys fighting it a little bit and for me the whole weekend I uh I felt glued to the track I was getting traction all over even on the 250s like revving it hard and everything um so I'm pretty excited I think I'm gonna start trying to run those I when I seen Corey last time I asked me get me those he said yep no problem so he said whatever you need so yeah I think we're gonna we're gonna try those out for a little bit see uh see how that goes yeah, your uh, near-death endo is a testament to the traction those tires get. Yeah, it looks slick, but I got traction. <laughs> Straight drove. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was scary. The other <laughs> thing that was cool, um, different topic, sorry. The other thing that was cool about this weekend is this weekend, AP won yeah. Supercross. He always, is, you got to throw that in there. Yeah, he's local to Ohio and us being from Ohio, obviously. Like, got to gotta shout that out there. Yeah, it's well-deserved, though. That dude... He needed one. He he kind of got robbed last season, and he came out. You know, early in the season, he's made it happen. Um, 
He rode well. He was killing it. So, right. And I have to say, every time I hear him talk or see his videos, I don't know whether to be proud that he's also from Ohio or embarrassed, but he is freaking hilarious. <laughs> and seriously, he embodies everything that Ohio is. Like, is he a cowboy? No, not technically, but he's from Ohio, and we're all just kind of redneck hillbillies riding dirt bikes. So, hell yeah, here we are, run the cowboy hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but I think he's awesome, and congrats to him and, uh, you know, his whole family and everything. So I thought that was pretty cool, and like you said, well-deserved. Oh, yeah, well-deserved. Yeah, so, um, yeah, just, I guess, what's next for us? Uh, we have a break this weekend. We'll probably go ride, um, you know, somewhere. But the following weekend, which is, like, the first weekend in – oh, she talk about my women's class. I'm doing a women's clinic on January 29th at Route 62. Super stoked on that. 10 spots available. They are filled up within like, I had a couple uh, girls already like kind of pre-registered. I had five spots left. It filled up within like two hours. So I am super stoked. I just finished all of my training through the USMCA to be a certified dirt bike coach. So that's cool. Kicking Phil in the ass over here because he's got to get his finish too. I know. I, uh, I just got to get the training done. And then I will also be USMCA certified, which is exciting news. Um, for myself and for all of you guys out there looking to train uh, with us, since we will both be certified. Um, yeah, exciting things for Ashley doing the women's only classes. Uh, I have a few things up my sleeve that I want to do this season. Um, you know, if you guys have been waiting to see anything, sorry I haven't done any indoor training. Um, just kind of took a, a little step back from it for a few months or whatever, but uh yeah, hopefully here once it, the weather breaks and it starts getting warm, we'll get jamming on some classes. We'll get you guys out and uh, we'll we'll teach you some good stuff. We'll have some fun. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of what we focus on is, you know, kind of like we talked about at the beginning of this is back to basics for making sure that, you know, we understand our contact points with the bike and really how they affect what we're doing and, you know, how to move your body weight around to, to do what you want to do because it leads to safety which means less injuries, which means we can ride more, but it also means confidence on the bike, which is huge. And comfort. I mean, we want you, you know, we want everyone, especially if you do come train with us, we want you to leave like comfortable, like confident and comfortable on your bike. Like then you're having more fun. Like you don't want to be out there being scared of, of it. Like then it's just, you're riding all tight. You're barely getting around the track. So yeah, let's, uh, we can fix that up and change that stuff yeah and it's so much easier i will speaking from like my personal experience riding dirt bikes for 26 years it's so much easier to increase speed when you feel like you know what the f you're doing on a motorcycle like okay i've never been one to like scrub or whip and i'm still not great at it but i'm getting that feeling of coming over certain jumps and like you know, coming off a little bit sideways, like what I like to call like my baby whips, like I'm getting there. Right. And that's huge for me. And that's coming from a comfort thing. I'm not like trying. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm going to whip this. I got to throw it out there. It's like a comfort thing. Like the way the jump is angled, like I'm just carving up the face a little bit. And then like, like I thought maybe, you know, cause sometimes when we ride dirt bikes, it's like, you think you do something really cool. And then you watch a video of it and you're like, that it, it not even looks close. as cool as it feels. No, but kind of like the, the, moment for me that told me like that I was making progress was that you said something about it that you saw like some style out of me and I was like dang I've kind of felt that way but I'm glad you noticed it too so 
Um, but yeah, you have to be, you have to be comfortable. You have to be confident. You have to be aware of what you're doing and know and understand how like different inputs on the motorcycle are going to change it. You know, like seat bouncing. If you've never seat bounced anything before, I'm not going to tell you to go out and seat bounce it because that a hundred percent change how the motorcycle reacts when you hit a jump. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. know exactly where you're sitting and everything else. There's, it's not just come around to the jump, sit down on the seat and hold on. <laughs> you kind of got to know where you're sitting. I was going to say, too. it can be, but that's how it gets scary oh, really yeah, fast. Oh yeah, it gets scary real fast. So Yeah. But so anyways, um, women's clinic, that one's sold out. I actually have another one scheduled. I haven't announced it yet, but sneak peek if you guys are listening, February 26th. It's actually from 10 to 2. That's a Monday. And I know it's during the day, but y'all are going to have to take off work if you want in. So um, let me know if I haven't, if you're listening to this, then I haven't announced it yet and it's not full. Let me know if you want in. But other than that, the first week in February, there is a race at, it's another Viva Ohio round and shout out to them too, for putting on a pretty cool series. Um, they just kind of took it over because Ohio has a whole bunch of different series going on, but that's the next round at route 62 that we will be at. I'm pretty sure we're going to plan on racing both days. It's a Saturday, Sunday thing. Yeah, um, that's what the schedule is looking like. Yeah, see how it goes. So we got that coming up. I think there's another summit round in there somewhere at the end of February. Yeah, um, it would be like the third weekend, I believe, of February. So like a break, 62, a break, and then summit? Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. And then the first week in March, we are going to Florida for bike week. Just We're going to go to the pro supercross. We're not racing the amateur supercross. Not this year. Not this year. Maybe next year. It's expensive, man. And we have a 1,000-mile trip down there. That's just one way. So we'll, yeah. we'll get to do it again. Um, we've raced it before. but uh, So anyways, looking forward to seeing some of our friends that we made in our time living down there. Um, so for the whole first week in Florida, we'll be down there. So other than that, um, yeah, just, I guess, shout out to, like I said, those people supporting us. We got talked a little bit about Vert MX Graphics, Speed Technologies. He's up in Michigan. Ryan is his name, Speed Technology Suspension. He does a, an incredible job with our suspension. And I will tell you, if any of you are pro riders or you know pro riders, if they are in, so incredibly particular about their suspension. To say that we've been with Speed Technologies for 12 years now, 10 years now? Mm, 12 years 12 now. years is a testament to how good he does because Phil is so picky about his suspension, so picky. Yeah, it, I, I want that stuff to work right. and I, It's nice too because <clears throat> I can reach out to him, shoot, anytime really. Uh, I might not always get a hold of him right then and there, but nine times out of ten, like as long as he's not super busy with family or something like that, you know, everyone's got stuff going on, but he usually reaches right back out to me, helps me out with whatever I need. Um, shoot, even when I was on Cowies, we uh, we kind of did a little bit of suspension testing. I was I struggled with the front forks a little bit, and and he went out of his way and figured out a a whole different sh shim stack to do for me so i had a little different feel for the forks and everything he helped me out a ton and um that's why i just always stuck behind him because he's always had my back he's always helped me when i needed it and uh he's he's always made sure everything was right for me and uh we were riding nice and smooth out there yeah yeah me too He's he's been hooking me up for a long time too and i never have complaints so um yeah ryan with uh speed technology suspension Corey over at smooth speed like Phil said, he hooks us up with tires. It's great. Um, I know that, you know, if we need something, we're going to have it. 
and he mounts them for us, which is nice because sometimes that's a pain in the butt. Yeah, I can do tires, but uh, you know, usually if I hit up Corey and he's he doesn't mind slapping one on there for me when I head over to the house, uh, I usually just take it over there so I don't have to do it because it's uh, you know easier for me just to go over there and shoot the crap with him a little bit and uh, let him throw that tire on there. So if you guys need a tire, don't be afraid to ask him. He'll uh, mount it up there for, shoot, what is he, like 10 bucks or something? He's pretty cheap. He, and uh, he'll uh, talk to you, talk your ear off a little bit and mount your tire up and uh, get you rolling on your way. And, and don't think it's just dirt bike tires, guys. You know, he'll do, he'll do your street bikes, pit bikes, whatever, especially pit bikes, man. Don't. <laughs> Those little tires are terrible. Oh my to God, they we are. tried to do one. I blew the tube up and exploded and everything else. It was, <laughs> it was quite the scene. But, you uh, almost exploded doing yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was quite fun. But um, so yeah, if you guys <laughs> want some new tires on your pitters or even your 50s, your kids' 50s, whatever it may be, um, get over there, see Corey, hit him up. He'll take care of you. It'll get you pretty much shoot any brand you want i feel like yeah. you probably get a hold of it so take care he takes care of all, us and uh he can take care of you guys too and yeah we just we want to shout out our some of our sponsors here you know they, yes especially our local ones like like i had mentioned i really like to support local businesses small businesses like we have a whole long list of sponsors you know Fly FMF, 100% Cherbies, but and I do appreciate everything they do for us. But those local ones, like those small businesses, like we're running a small business and it is hard. So like, kudos to all of you and thank you all for supporting us and what we do. Yeah, and like she said, like outside of the sponsors, like all of you guys that are out there that at the tracks and watching us and that do come over and say hey and you know compliment us on our riding or or whatever it may be, you know, thank you guys too. Like it, that stuff means the world to us. Like, um, you know, we're having fun being there on our dirt bikes, but it, it's, it's nice too when people come over and chit chat or give some compliments or just talk about track, whatever. It's nice. That's what I feel like a lot of people do love about moto too. It's, it's like a big family, you know, we all for the most part get along and, uh, have a good time. So yeah, thank you to you guys too that, uh, support us outside of being sponsors because uh fans uh and people rooting you on on the side of the track it, it helps you go and especially like this weekend at summit you know some of you guys are out there yelling for me and stuff or even ashley or whatever like we can hear you guys it's it's nice when you're going around track and you're hearing some hollering for you it, uh, it keeps you going it keeps you pushing so Thank you, guys. Yeah, and it's so cool to me. Like, Phil's a good rider, obviously, rides A-classes. He's, like, the show everywhere we go because he's running that class. You know, the A-class is the one you go watch. But it's so cool to me when someone will come up to, to whether it's you or they say something to me or, you know, that, like, I was looking good out there or they got a video of me riding. Like, dang, no one watches the women's class. Like, I'll take <laughs> that. So that's cool, too. I appreciate it. I feel like maybe, you know, maybe, like, doing this there's not a lot of women you know that really like do much in like motocross except for rides so maybe this will bring like a little bit more awareness to the women's class um also you know i'm just a chatty kathy so i feel like people listen to me because they have to but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so anyways yeah i appreciate it just wanted to kind of thank those especially our local sponsors and 
shout out to the Viva Ohio series. We're having a good time doing that. And um, Summit Indoors, shout out to them too. All you guys that work that, announcer, Todd, uh, the gate guys, Travis, um, who else is there? All you guys. We appreciate all of you, all the sign-up ladies. Like, we know how much work goes into that. We've worked a couple races, and that's a no thank you for me going forward. Yeah, we'll just a, race them. It's a lot of work for that stuff. Yes. Yeah, so. Like she said, thank you, guys. Um, thank you to Viva. Yes, yeah, Summit this weekend was our opening round for the 24 season. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. It kicked off uh, well. We had a lot of fun, and, yeah, we'll be back racing here in a, in a couple weeks. Yeah, and more of these to come too. Like I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to do these on all different things. So not quite sure on a frequency yet, but stay tuned. We'll keep them coming. If there's something in particular that you want to learn about, send us a message. One of us, uh, you know, my Instagram, Harris 779 Phil's is Phil 669 or even send one to the Shred page. It's shred underscore MX conditioning. Um, shoot us a DM, let us know. You know, we are the ones that are responding back. Like if you have questions, we'll do a podcast on it. We can answer your questions in there. But the biggest thing we're out to do is help riders and racers, you know, feel good when they're riding, whether, you know, you're <coughs> 30 or 50, it, it, 18, it doesn't really matter. Like we want people to feel good and, and have fun when they're riding their dirt bikes. So. Um, yeah, that's about it, and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys.